0: take a deep breath. Hebrews chapter 11. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken... He was commended as one who pleased God and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him by faith. Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family by faith. He condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God." By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered uh, him faithful who had made the promise, and so from this one man, and he as uh, good as and he as good as deed, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, and they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking of the country that they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what More shall I say, I do not have time to tell about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet None of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Praise be to God. Now, when you read 39 verses of Scripture describing what faith is and, and, and describing great men and women that, that lived it out, you begin to wonder exactly what any of that has to do with us. When you're, when you're studying these these great heroes, it seems you begin to scratch your head and look in the mirror and say, God, I, I just wonder, does this really have any purpose for, for me? You you begin to think um, that somehow the author maybe just kind of lost his mind for a moment because to this point we've had ten great chapters of instructional teaching and then all of a sudden the great instructional teaching of ten chapters is interrupted by thirty nine verses of a history lesson and you wonder God why might this be here for me what what's the point. <laughs> Of course, the the, the point is that that you have to understand the context of the entire letter. That when we write a letter to somebody, we don't write a paragraph and expect them just to read that paragraph without reading what surrounds it and so we go back to the beginning of the book and we understand the point and the purpose of our author and we we think about this, this home church that's facing great persecution and he's writing them to say hang in there, he's writing them to say persevere, he's writing them to say listen I know that there are people that were amongst you that looked like they were believers yet have returned to Judaism and I want to tell you that Judaism Judaism is not the answer because Jesus is better. And then he presents this case for Christ's superiority. You remember, he he says that Jesus is better than the religious systems of Judaism. He's better than the law. He's better than the old covenant. He's better than the high priest. He's better than all of the temple sacrifices. And he's better than the temple or the tabernacle itself. And and he presents this, this case. And that's why... After 39 verses of a history lesson, he writes verse 40. I want you to look at it just just carefully. It's on the screen. It says, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. That something, of course, that is better for us is really someone that is better for us, and that someone that is better for us is is Jesus and, and that's our morning this less uh, that's our lesson this morning is, is simply put, Jesus is better for us. Jesus is is better for us. Now, 39 verses talking about faith. I think if we're going to understand how Jesus is better for us, we might need to understand a little something about faith. And so uh, we're going to be moving quickly. So get the hands stretched out, whatever you need to do. Let's start in verse 6. Verse 6, this is the first thing I want you to understand about faith, is that without it, it's impossible to please God. Without faith it's it's impossible to please God, right? And and, and and here's how we, we understand this. As we've walked through this text, we've understood one thing very clearly, that, that we are sinners and that we're in desperate need of of Jesus. And though we like our list and though we like the law, the law merely points to perfection, but it provides no power to to uh, to be perfect, right? So the law always pointed to God and, and it said, love God with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself and don't do this and do do this. But, but though it pointed to the right thing, it gave us no power to do the right things we were powerless and 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 so what we needed was was Uh, someone to make us right, because the law couldn't do that. We needed the power to become right, and, and, and we needed to be perfect, because God Himself is holy, holy, holy. He's really, really, really perfect, and we're not, and so we're separated because of sin. And so we needed a Savior, and we couldn't save ourselves, because though we liked our list, the list provided no power to change our inner hearts with are deceitful above all else and beyond cure. And so we needed a perfect Savior. We needed Jesus and we received that perfect Savior. How? How do we get His perfect record? How are we declared perfect forever even though we're being made holy? Hebrews 10. How do we get that? We only receive that through faith. Therefore, if we're going to talk about faith and what their faith means for us, we have to begin here with this this almost banner statement that without faith it's impossible to please God. And maybe you're here this morning and you feel that because you have been trying to please God by doing so many things. I'm here to tell you the only way you can please God is to accept His Son. That's it. That is the only way you can please God. Rest in that, okay? Second, I would tell you that if we're going to understand what all this means, we need to know that faith is a verb, right? Faith is, is a verb. Faith is not a, a thought. It is not a core value. It is not a doctrinal statement. It, it's not something you, you hang on your website. Faith is an action word. It's a, it's a verb. It requires action. Without action, you may have some form of belief, but you don't have faith. And I know a lot of people that have great beliefs about God. But according to their lives, I don't know that they have faith because faith is a verb. Go back, I challenge you, and read through this great chapter, what we've called the Hall of Fame of Faith. See, faith always calls you into trust and obedience. It calls you into action. It's Abel offered, Noah built, Abraham went, the people went, the people marched, Rahab welcomed, go through the whole chapter. It's all about action. It really brings me to my last point. See, people have read Hebrews 1 and 2, and they've made that uh, kind of the definition of faith. And it was interesting this week as I was doing my studies, somebody said, you know, that's actually not the definition of faith, that's the description of faith. I thought, ooh. So so I, I want to I maybe help you grasp it a little bit better. At number three, if we're going to understand all this, I want you to know that faith is, is really this, if, if we're trying to define it. Faith is is believing in God. Then it's taking God at his word. And then it's directing our lives accordingly. That's faith. And friends, anything short of that is just belief. It's just belief. So faith is believing in God, taking him at his word and directing our lives accordingly. Now, having, having explained what, what faith is, since this 30, these 39 verses are about faith, then let's let's talk a little bit about the faith of, of these ancients. I'm, I'm not picking on any of you. This is verse 2. It calls them ancient, okay? I, I, I've got the gray hair coming too. I, I understand. The faith of the ancients. That's no one here. That's no one here. Faith of the ancients. Uh, three things I'll, I'll show for you very quickly. Number one, I want you to see that they had to have faith in things they had never seen before. The ancients had to have faith in things that they had had never seen before. Verse seven, it says, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his his family. Right. And you go back to Genesis six and and God basically says to Noah, hey, Noah, I, I, I'm i done with humanity. And and they've they've become so evil and so self-centered. They're not going to repent. But I found you in your family to be faithful, and I'm going to wipe the face of the earth clean of all of humanity, and I'm going to begin again with you. Now, I need you to start building. And that's a new thing, by the way, that God had never done that before, right? That's something that they hadn't seen, and and, and then, so now some would say they had never seen rain before, and there's some scripture to provide that. I, I don't know that I would make that a doctrinal statement. But you know what they'd never seen before? What had never happened before? They'd never seen 40 days and 40 nights of rain. They'd they'd never seen the water raise up above every home and above every tree and above every mountain. They'd never seen the entire earth blue. Completely covered. That had never been done. Yet Noah had to believe in, in something that had never happened, that had never been seen b- before. You, you get to uh, Abraham and, and God says, Abraham, I'm, I want you now. listen. Here's my promise. I've made a covenant with you. I'm God. I always keep my promise. I'm, 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 I'm literally going to make you the father of many nations. And Isaac is the beginning of the answer to that blessing. But now I want you to go sacrifice the blessing. And, 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 and God, Abraham had to have faith in something that he had never seen before, uh, because this is way early on. It says later there in the chapter that, that you remember Elijah, and there's a woman, and he raises a child from the dead. There had been no resurrection up to this point. Abraham had no idea what resurrection would look like or what it could be, but he had great faith in God, and so he had to believe the things that, that he had never seen before. Second thing is, is we study these, these ancients. It says that they, they, they had to have faith in places that they'd never been. Not only did they have to have faith in things that they had never seen, but they had to have faith in places that they had never been. And in verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, get this, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Are you kidding me? What man does that, right? I, I, I don't get, you tell me where I am going. I am not getting in the car and starting the engine until I know, especially with four children, until I know that this is point A and there is a point B. Like I need to see it. My wife says, why don't we drive around more? Because we have four children. That's why. That's why we don't stop and stroll and take side streets. Take all the loudness and consume it into like this little bitty space and you get there as fast as possible without stopping to use the restroom. God says to Abraham, go, and Abraham goes even though he did not know where he was going. He had faith in this place that had never been. Then look at at verse 10. It says, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Then look at verse 14 and, and, and 15. It says, people who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking about the country they'd left, they would have had opportunity to return instead. They were longing for a better country, get this, a heavenly one. And so so these great ancients of faith were believing in places that they had never been. They were fully trusting in heaven, even though they'd never been there. And they were commended for the great faith. The third thing I would say to you, the faith of the ancients, is that they had faith in promises that they never received. Oh, dear modern day American Christian, could I just repeat that for you one more time? They had faith in promises they never received. We feel like if we don't get something right away, that God's not good. Look at verse 13. It says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. Get this, they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Turn and look at verse. 39, it says these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Now, listen, some of them receive blessing, but the truth is many of them face persecution and death in terrible ways. And, 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 and none of them received the promise. It was Jesus. They saw him coming from a long way off. They, they welcomed him from a distance. Now, that's that's their faith. the best of my ability to sum it up and then we hit verse 40 and it makes this amazing huge doctrinal truth statement but jesus is better for us he's he's better for our faith and so i want to show you okay remember let's talk about their faith again for a second let's go this next slide See, the faith of the ancients, they, they had to have faith in things that they had never seen before. They, 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 they had to they they Abraham had to believe in, in some kind of resurrection because God is faithful. And because God always keeps his promises, and, and God promised that he'd be the father of many nations, but he'd never seen resurrection before, yet he had to believe in it, and he had to raise the knife, preparing to plunge it in his son's heart. He had to have faith, right? But, but listen to how much better it is for us, okay? This is our faith, ready? We can have faith in the face of death because Jesus is the resurrection and, and the life, right? We can have faith in the face of death because Jesus is the resurrection. They believe that it could happen, but Jesus is better for us because in Christ we know it has happened, right? Right? John eleven twenty five, 25 Jesus is speaking to Martha he says to her I am the resurrection and the life the one that believes in me will live even though they die you're probably just going to want to write down these references you're not going to be able to write fast enough Luke 24 5 through 6 it says in their fright the women bowed down with their faces to the ground but the men said to them why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he is risen in 1st Corinthians 15 6 it says after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time most of whom who were still living though some had fallen asleep you see they had to the ancients believe in things that they'd never seen before like resurrection but we get to believe in Jesus who is the resurrection we have the proof we know that it's happened we have the testimony he's better for us he's better for us the ancients had to have faith in places that they'd never been. They had to. They, 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 they believed that, that God was going to establish not just a city, but a country for his people. They, they saw it from a long way off and they believed and they had faith in it. But they'd never seen it. But Listen. In Jesus, we can have faith in heaven because he has been there. He has told us about it. He has made a way for us and he is now preparing a place for us, right? We can have faith in heaven because Jesus has been there, told us about it, made a way for us and is now preparing a place for us for us john three thirteen, jesus says no one's ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven the son of man it means you should probably stop reading all those books about people that say they've been to heaven and come back just saying no one has ever been to heaven except the one that came from heaven the son of man Jesus speaking, right? John John 1, in the beginning is the word, Philippians 2, that, 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 that though he was eternal, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, right? And so, so Jesus has been there, right? Not only has he been there, but then he's taught us and told us about it. Matthew chapter 13 is all about heaven. You thought it was about parables. It's all about heaven. Go read those parables. It says the kingdom of heaven is like... The kingdom of heaven is like. He tells like five stories about heaven. Jesus is telling people what heaven is like. If that weren't enough, he's going to say, hey, John, let me tell you a story. I want you to write it down. We're going to make it the end of the Bible, okay? It's called Revelation. Jesus has been there. He's told us about it. And then the scripture says, not only has he been there, not only did he tell us about it, but he doesn't stop there. Then he goes and he makes a way for us, right? John um, 14, John 14, 6, this is I'm the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through me. And say, well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like Hebrews 10, 20. Uh, gotta keep up with me, Jenny. I'm trying short time. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, that's the presence of God, by the blood of Jesus, by, get this, a new and living way, because Jesus is no longer dead, open for us, this was the veil that that separated the priest from the most holy place, it's been opened for us through the curtain that is his body, that means the sacrifice of Jesus has opened the way for us, regular people, to enter into the presence of God. He is the way. So, so he's been there, he's told us about it, he's made a way, and then, of course, now he's making a place. John 14. John fourteen two. My father's house had many rooms. Before that, he says, 14, 1, you trust in God, trust also in me. In my father's house, there are many rooms. If that were not so, I would not have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me where I am. Faith of the ancients, they had to have faith in promises they didn't receive. They had to have faith in promises they didn't receive. But I want you to see Jesus is better for us. See, we have received the promised Holy Spirit. We have received the promised Holy Spirit. And and, and because of him as our deposit, we know that we will receive every promise of God. We have received the promise, Holy Spirit, as a deposit that we will receive every promise of God. John 14, 15 through 17, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commands, and I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Acts one eight. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and all of Samaria and to the ends of the earth, right? Uh, Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, when you believed you were marked with him, uh, marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing, get this, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's uh, possession to the praise of his glory. It's saying every promise of God, here's your deposit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. So they had to believe in promises they they never received, but we've received the promised Holy Spirit and he is our deposit of all things to come. Jesus is better for us. So what does that mean? Because I have to be quiet now. That's what my watch says. What does that mean? Okay, just one application point. Because faith is action, And because Jesus is better for us, it means that we need to act in better faith. We need to act in better faith, right? We we cannot do everything, and I would challenge you to go back again and to read Hebrews 11, because people tend to take all of the stories and mix them into one great superhero, right? Right? Oh my gosh! Look at that. I mean, I could never be that. You're right. You can't be. You can't be Abraham and Moses and Sarah and Ra- I mean, I, you, could, you, you could probably be Rahab. I am. I mean, right? I mean, I'm Rahab to a T. But but you can't be Rahab and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and like. But we do that. We read 11 and we build up this great big superhero faith and think I've got to be that. Friends, you can't be everything, but you can be something special. You can't do it all, but you can do what God has called you to do in faith to His glory so that the world might know that you're His disciple. Like you can do that. So here's my challenge. Just act in better faith. They, they believe things that they couldn't see. They believe things that they didn't receive. They, they believed in places they'd never been. Yet we know the one that has been there is preparing a place, has told us about it. Right? We, we, we have something better, yet I, I would submit that maybe we're acting less. And so the challenge is in the confidence of Jesus. Step out in faith because you have something better. So act in better faith, right? Write this down somewhere. I will take more risks. Can I let you in on a secret? Ready? You win, right? You win. Why would you not step out on faith? You win. That's that's the end, right? That makes me want to jump out of the boat. I I win. I don't drown. Sweet. Take take more risk, right? You're going to rise again. Go to new places. Why? He's gone before you. Trust every promise. Act on it in faith. You have proof. The promise of God living in you. Pastor, I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know. What do you feel like God's calling you to do? What's the desire he's put on your heart? For some of you, you feel like you're supposed to write a book. You think that's silly because you're like, I didn't even write papers in high school. I paid somebody else to do that. (laughs) You were a smart person. (laughs) Smarter than I was. Maybe he's calling you to change jobs, start a new business. Maybe he's, Calling you to offer him complete control of your marriage or of your kids. Parents were heavy handed. It's hard to let go, isn't it? Maybe he's uh, asking you to start being missional. You don't even know what that looks like. Maybe it looks like your vacation time being spent for the glory of God somewhere else where you get zero benefit from it other than these words spoken over you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Maybe he's calling you to get to know your neighbors because you know that's like the second greatest command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And yet in fear, you won't even walk across the street and say, hey, I know I've lived here 10 years, but I seriously don't know your name. Doesn't take much. See, my neighbors kind of know that I'm an idiot, so it's not hard. Maybe he's calling you to work with children, and to mentor them. Our schools need that. You have extra time on your hand. You know, we got kids in Elgin that are struggling to read. Not hard. Sit down with them, maybe an hour a week. You get a background check at the school and you read a book. Maybe he wants you to uh, adopt. It's a scary thought, isn't it? Take on a, another person's life. I don't know, but here's what I do, do know, right? Jesus is better for us. And because he's better for us, our names at some point will be written in some great chapter like this. And it won't be that we're superheroes of the faith. It it won't be that we somehow took the life of David and of Solomon and of Moses and of Peter and of Paul and we combine them together into some super great majestic. It will be that God spoke something, maybe one thing unto our heart and we said, yes, Lord. And we stepped out in obedience and God said, that is what faith looks like. So act in better faith. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you.